Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. Hope you are all doing well, both new listeners and longtime listeners. But before we begin, as you might be able to tell from the title, we're going to discuss some psychedelics. We're going to discuss a little bit of government. We're going to discuss a little morality around psychedelics. We're going to discuss mental health and self-development around this topic. So it's going to be a topic that I haven't directly uh, discussed around the psychedelics necessarily, but I felt compelled to do that of recent. But getting into a topic like this, as psychedelics, although they're starting to become decriminalized in various cities in America, uh, I still need to add this disclaimer because reasons, I guess. So before I begin, I'm going to add a preface or disclaimer, whatever you call it. I found a funny one on the interweb, so I made one inspired by it. So I'm going to use it to cover my ass, essentially, because that's the society we live in, one that wants to find ways to punish people for considering things outside of the norm. So I'm about to be be very, very serious here. So, you know, take this very seriously. This is a serious topic. The government has made a proclamation about this topic, and they must be right on it because we should always trust our government overlords, right? So... Serious me, serious, serious Brendan here. Drugs are bad. And the government is your friend. Trust them. The people making laws make laws having all the information and they are considering all the input of experts who have direct involvement with what they are passing laws on always, right? This this always ha- We have no stories of the government going against us. This is not sarcasm, right? Only rebels and and submersive descendants use psychedelics, so you should never, ever do them under any circumstance or I'll make you a bad cog in the machine. You want to remain a good cog in the machine, right? You know, always obey the government, continue to follow and fall in line because that's exactly what they want you to do and what you should do. You need to be a good cog. You want to be a cog. You just want to be another piece of the puzzle that... You don't really know what your purpose is, but just follow in line with the government, right? Right. So everything you know you listen to in this episode is is not trying to convince you the government has messed up its position on psychedelics. We should trust the words of the government as they keep them as Schedule One substances. And, and you know what that means? That means the government is proclaiming they're proclaiming they have no positive benefits for society, none whatsoever. They're only bad. We should dismiss the words and stories of thousands upon thousands of people who have found benefit from their use in helping their self-development and mental well-being and helping cure depression and helping work through trauma. We should just dismiss those stories because we should trust the words of government who don't even take the time to read those stories. So everything you're about to listen to should be taken as words from a fool because I am a fool who can never understand and hold better policy positions than the the all-powerful and trustworthy institutions of our government, but we should also not forget the trustworthy institutions of the pharmaceutical industry that never has stories coming out of corruption and trying to sell scam pharmaceutical products to profit off of disadvantaged people. They never, ever do that. They never stamp or, or trample down research on various psychedelic substances and the benefits they're using. They never do that, right? So... Like I said, this is not sarcasm or or something. So you should continue obeying your government overlords because only fools disagree with an institution that continues to be wrong. Or or sorry, sorry. I mean, continues to be right. Shoot. Sorry, government overlords. Please grant me my freedom back. But anyway, 
let's let's re-enter our regularly scheduled programming. So, when Paxton was young, Paxton is a he's a dear friend of mine. He learned that being above the influence was naughty. Above the influence with psychoactive drugs at least, that was that was naughty. But alcohol consumption was acceptable, okay. And in many locations in our country, it's expected. You are looked at as an as odd by many if you don't consume alcohol. Yet in those same places, for many it's a point of pride to embrace, you know, Nancy Reagan's famous saying, just say no. Ah, yes, the, you know, the, the Reagan administration that accelerated the war on drugs, the same war on drugs that targets less privileged groups and rarely gives privileged groups in even a slap on the wrist for the same offenses. So what's next? Well, the pharmaceutical industry decides to sanction off drugs as medicine, such as antidepressants. Um, amphetamines, sleeping pills, painkillers, yes. The so-called medicines that have side effects with, you know, the side effect list is much longer than the benefits list. But if you dare step outside of this accepted list, you are going against the establishment, and, and the establishment is right. It's always right, right? But doing so, you were not only being doing something illegal, you were bad immoral. You're, you're lacking in moral fortitude. As a kid, Paxton and I were fed the ridiculous analogy that all those illegal substances were illegal. You know, they were illegal for a reason. They were illegal to protect us. And if we dare consume, you know, we risk turning our brains into scrambled eggs. You know, just say no, otherwise your, your brain will be scrambled. Evidence for this? None to be found. You just had to trust the words of your your righteous, truth-bearing government and pharmaceutical industry. An industry built on profit instead of the good of humanity. And I I will say, because some drugs are dangerous, and it happens to often be the ones that pharmaceutical industry gives out to people, um, I'm talking directly about psychedelics and the, the narratives you've been told around psychedelics. So this episode is inspired by that. So today... We have a growing list of positive research being done showing the positive effects of psychedelics on mental health and personal growth. You know, research that is slowly peeling away the the false and destructive narrative that has been spewed for over 50 years. You know, peeling back, and, and it's been over 50 years, but it's been dominant for 50 years, right? So peeling back the the leeches of harmful stigmas and false narratives that have sucked away the souls of our communities. So we need to accept a basic understanding as humans. We, you know, through various means, we, we as humans desire to alter our states of mind. The food we consume every day affects our state of, state of mind. Sex alters our state of mind. Alcohol that our society has deemed acceptable alters our state of mind. The information you consume alters your state of mind. The amount of sleep you have alters your state of mind. Exercise, friends, family, everything around you is being taken in by you, being experienced by you, and altering you. You know, seeking to understand life is quite literally in a constant exploration of mind alteration. No matter what you do, you are altering your mind. 
So accepting this truth of our universe, I think, will allow you to begin understanding the ridiculous laws we allow around drugs, and especially for this episode, around psychedelics. We have archaeological evidence from early tribes and societies in Africa consuming psychedelic mushrooms, seeking methods to to alter their state of mind, to understand themselves, to communicate with their fellow human, and find new ways to understand our place in all of this, and in this giant cosmos, and this giant universe. It's our natural instinct. 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 We even see it in nature. You know, cats consume catnip, for example, to get high. Elephants, we, we have reports of elephants consuming fermented fruit. We have reports of animals like like jaguars seeking out hallucinogenics. And I'm not saying just because animals do it that therefore we should do it. I'm not making that argument. I'm saying we don't know the motivations of animals and why they do it. Maybe they're trying to understand the universe more and, and their instincts and, and all that are, are telling them to seek out this. To seek out maybe for self-development, to get rid of boredom or... Yeah, to understand or maybe form communicative paths of their, of their, however their mind works to survive. We don't know. That's the point. But like, why should we stop ourselves from exploring or at least researching or regulating and researching at the very least, right? Because the U.S. isn't the first place to try out the old drug war. And I find this example really interesting. So the Aztecs, who have a lengthy, lengthy history of psychedelic use for their traditions and kind of inner transformation of its people, they, they, their religion was very much based on this psychedelic use. But the Spanish came into town in the 1500s, and the Catholic Church saw this, this saw the power of these substances, essentially. But they saw it as a dangerous power. As the Spanish conquered, they quickly made it a point to suppress the use of psychedelic mushrooms. Why? Well, some of the Spanish people were starting to realize these substances were allowing them to connect with the divine without needing to ask, follow, and kneel to the authority of the church in order to earn a connection to the divine, because that's what the very much the church is about. No, you need to follow what the church says in order to connect with the divine. You can't, you can't take your own self-exploration path towards the divine. No, you need us. You need this authority to tell you how to do it, to tell you how to be, to ha- tell you how to live your lives. No, you can't, you can't figure, possibly figure that out for yourself. That's what the Spanish were saying. That was, that's what the Catholic Church has been saying for thousands of years. The Spanish Catholic Church proclaimed that those experiences of the Sorry, those experiences of the divine, those were, those were simply temptations from the devil. They couldn't possibly be connections with God. What was, it? what was their reasoning, though? Well, you know, it didn't match with the truth of the church. And of course, they believed they had no reason to question what they proclaimed to be truth. You know, why admit to being wrong when it would force your whole belief system to come crumbling down beneath your feet, making you realize it's all full of utter bullshit? Then, then they try to suppress the very substance that could help them cope with their harmful beliefs being washed away beneath their feet. A substance that would help you wash away your beliefs to leave you open to beliefs that make you feel happy, whole, and connected with whatever in the universe, whatever that is, connected in some way with your fellow human even, right? But yeah, the Spanish are yet another example that when anything dares question the power, government, or institution of oppression and suppression, you know, 
it's going to come hard and fast that they're going to suppress that, right? People being allowed to think for themselves, pursue understanding for themselves and, and others, that's not allowed by the people who hold power. They see that as dangerous. So how in this day and age, even in the past decade, and it's been in more recently than that, how can someone like Jeff Sessions be allowed, he was you know, once an attorney general, that he, how could he hold the position of attorney general when he holds the views that propelled him to say things like, good people don't smoke marijuana. Excuse me? Good people don't negatively affect the lives of millions by making sweeping proclamations of justice without taking the time to adequately understand the substance that, they are de- that they've deemed immoral to consume. Who's the good and bad guy in that story? You tell me, right? <laughs> then from this, that this person decides they have the capacity for truth to judge the moral character of someone simply from them deciding to consume a fucking plant, right? And I, and I, and I know this episode might be a little ranty, more ranty than usual, but I promise you, I'm, I hope at least you're finding some of this information helpful and new information at least, or a new way to say it. But yes, this is kind of a rant today. So a person with these views in 2020 should not be anywhere near, anywhere near our criminal justice system. It is disgraceful to allow someone with those views to be in a position of power in our criminal justice system. It is absolutely abhorrent. Is that that even a word, abhorrent? I'm going to create a word if it's not a word, abhorrent. It just means it's bad, right? So, you know what else, though? Psychedelics happen to be non-addictive. We have a lot of research showing that now. You know what is addictive, or maybe better put, people commonly become addicted to? Alcohol, caffeine, sugar, and tobacco. All of those happen to be legal. And and obviously, I'm not saying those should be illegal. But my point is, is these contradictory standards that we have as a society, the stories we create around various substances and excuses we make that don't make any fucking sense, right? So, and I ask you, why should a government that often quickly jumps to conclusions before, you know, understanding the facts, why should they, they demand what a human being chooses to ingest a government that often decides to use punishment over mercy and compassion the research coming out about psychedelics is providing profound evidence that the positives of psychedelics far 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 outweigh the negatives okay so i keep talking about the benefits of psychedelic substances and the research coming out and, and being done but why is this important like why am i feeling compelled to give you this information well one, we, we want a safer, healthier, and happy society, right? One that helps each other, looks to understand, finds happiness, lives life with compassion, yada, yada, right? You, you kind of get that. These, these sound good. But in order to get to that point, we have to help solve a very real problem. We have a severe mental health crisis in the United States, and we are seeing this in various areas across the world as well. In Western psychology, although I think it, you know, it, it has its benefits, of course, I think a lot of fields have something to provide. That's if you know me and you know what I'm talking about, you know I try to find little nuggets of truth of pretty much anywhere. But Western psychology has fallen behind 
in helping provide the answers to mental health problems that we face. We need to reinsert the freedom to explore ancient medicines that will allow people to expand their minds, expanding their minds to help them then understand the mind, their mind, work through trauma, and come out happy and healthier people. And, and I knew my dear friend Paxton. He has personally changed his life with these substances, finding a sense of purpose, connection, and a desire to go after what he feels to be his calling, his purpose, something he ought to do. Isn't that what we all want at the end of the day? Finding a purpose, finding a calling that we feel compelled to act towards, that we feel is something higher than ourselves. If people are using psychedelics, getting to that, that feeling, why should we stop them? Why should, we, why should the government stop them from improving their lives or making the choice to try and improve their lives? The way I picture it, psychedelics opens parts of our mind. We, com- we compartmentalize our life. We can't experience everything all the time. All our memories, our understandings, our subconscious, things need to be compartmentalized so that we can operate in life and survive. So we need to store things away to kind of basically to continue operating in the everyday. But sometimes we store things away and they still kind of affect our everyday lives subconsciously. They, they kind of... I guess the best way to picture it is that they kind of spill over. You you put a cap on something, but if it's, I don't know if the right word to use is traumatic, but I think it could be, let's say something's traumatic and it starts, it starts boiling over and it starts spewing out of that lid. And then it's going to start affecting your everyday life subconsciously. And you're not really sure where it's coming from. And you need to find ways to access into your mind to deal with that spillover, that trauma, that, that, emotional distress. And Paxton was able to use psychedelics to unlock doors and and basically those caps he never knew were locked. It not only opened him up to understand the various workings of his ego brain, but it opened the door to make connections around the beliefs, values, and desire for truth he holds, which then helped him reach his inner truth. And at the end of the day, we can talk about truth and what truth means, what objective truth, what subjective truth is, conscious experience, morality, meaning, values, blah, 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 blah. All those very interesting topics that I am fascinated with myself. But at the end of the day, inner truth, inner peace, inner purpose, that's that's what we're going after. And every person has probably their own way of doing it. You know, I have my own... unique way of achieving it or trying to achieve it. I don't know if I ever fully will. I don't know if anyone ever fully does. They can get really close, I think. But it's it's a journey that you have to make yourself and find ways and, and take in knowledge that you think will help you achieve that inner truth, that inner peace, and that, that inner purpose. And, and I think that's what we desire. But anyway, a little side tangent there. Uh, science is... It's, a, it's widely accepted in Western society. And I know, like, I don't know if I've done it on episodes, but maybe interviews, I might have seemed like I'm critical of science, but I love science. I wish I better understood science, and I wish um, that was something I became interested in earlier in my life because it's been kind of a, a more recent development. Um, but yeah, we, we need to use science in the sense that people in the U.S. are also persuaded by it. What was once 
and out there practice of mental health and personal development is becoming more widely accepted. And that is the use of psychedelics for mental health. We are seeing the research back up what has been talked about in psychedelic underground for thousands of years. And yes, thousands of years. I meant to say thousands of years. There has been some unique understanding of and reports from people using psychedelic substances of not only, which we'll get into other episodes, of not only consciousness and recent developments in consciousness that psychedelic users have been, you know, they've basically been on board with for a long time. And all of a sudden now science is like, oh, shit, maybe they're onto something there. I don't even know if they've connected that dot. That's a dot that I'm trying to connect for people. But anyway, but on the mental health side, that's something that's absolutely been around for thousands of years and been reports. But, you know, the almighty people in power have decided that that's dangerous. You know, people questioning the narratives they follow, maybe questioning narratives that they might realize they are dogmatically following, narratives that actually might be harmful to their lives. Oh, how dare someone question that story, right? So people having powerful mystical experiences, personal experiences that change their life for the better. And I'm not saying there isn't scary stories on psychedelics and reports of that. There absolutely is. But we have research when the setting is correct, when when uh, doctors and, and psychiatrists are allowed to control the setting, to carefully take into account the patient and understand the patient, we are seeing profoundly positive effects. And that's the key point. So psychedelics could be the means to treat depression, a way to treat the minds of patients, treat their minds in the sense of giving them the means to understand themselves. Instead of relying on the pharmaceutical industry that treats people like malfunctioning machines and just in need of changing. Well, what if they're just people that are in need of understanding themselves? That's kind of the key point. We don't need to change their minds. We need to give them access to their minds. That's the point. So I think this is mostly enough thoughts for one day, but I'll, I'll leave you with this. If you've enjoyed this podcast and the topics I've covered, you are probably as fascinated with understanding this, this grand cosmos as I am. You look at the universe with wonder. That wonder puts a smile on your face. And with this wonder, you've realized that understanding this universe as much as you can, or maybe as much as humans can, is a choice you have to make, a responsibility. And in that journey, you have to figure out ways to understand the universe that is useful, beneficial, and helpful to you. And maybe once you figure out what, the ways it's helpful to you, you can help find ways to make it helpful to society. So you have to find ways to create your own understanding. So at the end of the day, understanding your mind is an essential way of understanding our place in all of this. Don't blindly listen to people telling you to take psychedelics. Trust trust your knowledge. Trust your understanding of yourself and make the educated decision that only you can make. I can't make it for you. I Because remember... I'm a dummy. I will remain a dummy. But what I can give you or do for you to maybe persuade you to keep listening to me is I'll be a dummy that remains open and continues to try and, and understand all of this. And I'm always going to try to be someone that doesn't try to dogmatically follow things, try to admit when I'm wrong and when I fuck up. That is what I, I'm i going to promise people that listen to this show. So yeah, tell me if I'm wrong and and show me that I'm wrong and I will do my best to admit when I say, okay, I was absolutely fucking wrong on that. And I'm not even saying like I'm wrong about what I'm talking about right now. But like what I'm saying is you need to go and pursue this. Like I, if when I present to you ideas, 
you have to go and pursue your own understanding because I'm giving you my understanding. So I'll leave you with those thoughts. And, you know, as always, thank you for listening. Check out the Patreon. Check out the bonus episode feed. Uh, check out the Discord. Email me. Follow me on Twitter. Or all that good stuff. But as always, thanks for listening. And peace.